Hey, Social Pros fans, it's Jay Bear from Convince and Convert. And you longtime listeners will know that one of the inside jokes here on Social Pros is that oftentimes people come on the show as a guest and they end up changing jobs right away. It's something that happens again and again. Part of it's just, I think, a symptom of the social media community that we all live in. But one of our guests on the show this year didn't just change jobs. In fact, he didn't change jobs at all, but he cashed in. One of our favorite episodes of the last year or so is with Griffin Thal, who is the co-founder of Pura Vida Bracelet. And subsequent to his recording of the Social Pros episode, he and his partner sold the company to Vera Bradley, at least a majority of the company, uh, for $75 million with an option for another $50 million on top of that. Why? Because they are absolutely dominant at Instagram, have built almost the entire company on the back of smart Instagram usage. That's why this is one of our favorite episodes of the year. Please enjoy this special encore episode of Social Pros featuring Griffin Thal from Pura Vita Bracelets and we'll see you next week. If you could find people that you think are the perfect ambassador, the perfect look for your brand, then shoot them an email, you know, send them a DM and compliment them for their work. Um, become friends with them and, and tell them that, you know, you would love if they would be part of your brand and the next time they're hiking a huge cliff in Kauai that they put bracelets and rings in their backpack or the next time that you have a trip planned to go to Bali with some other influencers, invite that one on board and create this family and create this network of relationships of people that when they talk about, you know, how Instagram has affected them, they're going to talk about Pura Vida. And I think that's what's been so successful is we truly become uh, we truly become friends with these influencers. And we're not just looking at their following and saying, hey, can you post? Hey, can you post? Because at the end of the day, that's not going to get you anywhere. You know, we hear a lot about influencer marketing today in social media, even on this particular podcast. And there's always a lot of like, I don't know, who should our influencers be and how are we going to pick them or whatever. And our guest this week on the show, uh, Griffin Thal, who's the CEO and co-founder of Pura Vida, just, I mean, that, that statement about how they match up influencers to the brand is so spot on. Don't you think, Adam? It is. I mean, uh, Griffin and the entire team at, at Pura Vida, uh, the influencer whis uh, whispers, uh, if you yeah. if, if you would, I, I am I'm impressed with with their product. I'm uh, impressed with the, the charitable side that we get into on the show. But most importantly, I am blown away by how they're using social media, how they're using email and how they're using all these other type of marketing devices doing Nothing overly complex, Jay. It's the basic things that we talk about almost every week about authenticity and genuineness, great content and great photography. I'll tell you what, it, it's just consistently outstanding execution. Uh, yeah, that's on, that. you know, I, I'll tell you this right now. I don't think I've ever said this on the show in nine years. I do a lot of presentations, uh, both on stage and for clients. And my new Instagram best practices example is this guy, this company, and this show, uh, Pura Vita. It's that good. If you've ever even thought about using Instagram, which you probably have if you're listening to this podcast, listen to this episode. Uh, it's going to blow you away. Griffin Thal from Pura Vita. Uh, it's a good one. Uh, before we jump into it and hear more from, uh, from Griffin, just want to acknowledge our sponsors, uh, Salesforce Marketing Cloud. Our good friends at Salesforce uh, have a spectacular download that you have to get before we uh, replace the, the thing to have you download. It's called the State of Marketing Report. Salesforce uh, interviewed 4,100 marketers from around the world. Adam did not in interview all 4,100 of them, but some people did. And they discovered a lot of really fascinating facts about how social's role is changing in business, the role of social in B2B, the role of artificial intelligence uh, in, uh, in marketing today. It's really great. Grab it. It's not going to cost you anything. Just do this. After the show, go to bit.ly slash jsays. 
bit.ly slash J-A-Y-S-A-Y-S. Grab a copy of the State of Marketing. Also this week, a new sponsor back uh, after a hiatus, our friends at TechSmith. TechSmith makes tools like Snagit uh, and Camtasia that allows anybody to create custom screenshots, webcasts, edit uh, videos, and you don't have to have any experience. Like you can absolutely positively figure this out. As we know, uh, multimedia is so important in social and business in general. In fact, Griffin talks about it a lot in this episode. And if you're like really intimidated by using some of the more advanced packages, don't be because the guys at TechSmith will set you straight. I, and I'm not just saying this, I use TechSmith, uh, Camtasia, and Snagit literally every single day. I I use Snagit at least six times a day. I'm looking at the icon on my computer right now. All the time. So great stuff uh, if you're a non-design professional, as Adam and I are not. Uh, So you can get a special deal, 10% off when you buy the Camtasia Snagit bundle uh, and learn a little bit more about how you can use it. Just go to techsmith.com. That's techsmith.com. Use the promo code socialpros. Social pros is the promo code at techsmith.com. Save 10%, a little bit, a little bit more about how uh, it will save you time and make your visuals better. Speaking of making visuals better, you're going to learn an awful lot about that in this episode featuring oh, yeah. Griffin Fall. I'm Jay Bear from Convince and Convert. He's Adam Brown from Salesforce Marketing Cloud. Here we go. If you look at your wrist right now, chances are I don't know, 99% that you're wearing a product from our guest on the show this week, the incredibly successful uh, CEO and co-founder of Pura Vita Bracelets, uh, Griffin Thal is on the show this week. And I got to tell you, Griffin, I really appreciate you taking the time. Adam and I are so pumped to talk to you because if there's a brand out there that has succeeded so purely uh, through the power of social media, uh, I'd be hard pressed to, uh, to locate it. Uh, and, and the company has gone from, from, you know, you just hanging in Mexico to like this powerhouse in what, eight, nine years, something like that. So first, thanks for being here. Second, uh, tell the folks who are listening, the, the one of them who haven't heard of Pura Vida, uh, kind of a little bit about the story and your journey. For sure. So just a quick correction. Um, it's Costa Rica, not Mexico, um, but all, all good there. So, uh, all right, yeah. I will, I will, I will stand corrected on Costa Rica. I think it's because I always go to Mexico, so I always assume that's where everybody else goes. But I appreciate that. Yeah. So yeah, um, you know, went to San Diego State uh, University, um, graduated. Um, probably a month later, went on a surf trip to Costa Rica with my best friend Paul. Um, you know, we were just uh, looking for surf, looking for a good time, um, traveling, backpacking, and about four weeks in, um, we met these two guys on the beach named Jorge and Joaquin. Um, two bracelet vendors that were just making bracelets by hand on a little wood, wooden table um, right next to the surf in Dominical, Costa Rica. Um, we met these guys, asked them to make us um, a couple hundred bracelets. They said, we can't do that. We only have about like 14 or 15 here. We said, we'll take them all. Uh, we go back to them the next day, asked them to make us 400 bracelets. He's like, you know what? Fine. Let's do it. We paid him up front in cash. Um, he went back to his house, which is across the street in this small little hut no door, two beds on the ground, a spilled coffee pot, and that was basically it. So fast forward to today, Jorge and Joaquin, two bracelet vendors from Costa Rica, now manage a team of 600 plus artisans worldwide. Um, They help people in Costa Rica and El Salvador, and right now they're shipping us millions of bracelets each month. That is incredible. That is incredible. The one thing I didn't know about that story, in addition to confusing Mexico and Costa Rica, but the one thing I, I did not know was that Jorge and Joaquin were still with the company and, and kind of running the production side. Like I did not, that's amazing. 
Yeah, so Jorge and Joaquin, um, you know, they still talk to our team on a daily and weekly basis. Um, they run the team, they manage, you know, both facilities in Costa Rica and El Salvador. Um, they manage the raw materials. All of our string is imported from Brazil. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, uh, we still work with these guys the same way we felt from day one, that they're just cool guys. They have a creative product. They're very skilled at their craft and we want to bring their bracelets to the United States. And, you know, when you kind of look back at it, it's, it's pretty crazy, you know, what's happened in the past eight and a half years. Now, I, I imagine that you didn't set out you know, you're, you're just like grabbing a wave, like cool bracelet, man. Uh, I think I could resell these. You weren't like, Hey, this is gonna be like a giant company. Uh, it, it was just like sort of worked out that way at some point. How, how did that transition happen from this sort of a spur of the moment or semi spur of the moment thing to accelerating into an empire? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, with any big success or with, with anything that requires a bunch of hard work, it never happens overnight. And I think with me and Paul, we've, we've always been very lean and disciplined and we've been very scrappy and bootstrap kind of style. Um, you know, we were born in the Facebook and Instagram era with influencers and social media reach and ads and content creation and all this stuff that probably didn't really exist five or 10 years ago. Yeah. So I think, you know, we've always been at the forefront. We've been innovators. Um, and over time, just kind of finding ways to growth hack Shopify and Instagram and kind of just like climbing our way to the top of the social ladder. Um, that's what's allowed us to scale our business to, you know, 1.5 million followers on Instagram, uh, donating one point, sorry, donating $1.7 million to charity. Um, and then taking over 600 artisans out of poverty, giving them full-time jobs. I'm glad you mentioned uh, the charitable element. That was my next question. So bravo. Uh, talk a little bit more about, about the charity piece of what you're doing. It's almost $2 million now to charity. How does that work? When did you, when did you start that? And has that always been sort of part of the mission? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, ever since we started the brand, um, you know, we've always had a philanthropic give back component. Um, that was kind of the reason why we wanted to support these artisans, the two artisans that we initially met. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you know, ever since we uh, started creating bracelets on our website, people would email us and saying, hey, you know, we would love to get a bracelet for breast cancer awareness because my mom has this or, you know, um, my, my dad is, uh, you, know, you know, autistic or my kid or, you know, something that involves something that's really close to someone's heart. And I feel like after we, um, you know, heard these stories, we started creating bracelets in the colors of these charities and the colors of the ribbons, um, donating, you know, 10% back to these organizations. And what started with one charity bracelet, you know, now we have over, I think, 50 or 75 different SKUs just for our charity collection. And it actually is one of the best selling collections on our website, specifically because people like knowing their money does go back. Um, we're transparent on a quarterly basis where the money goes, um, how much is donated to these partners. Um, and I think that's what really um, gives our customers a lot of trust in the brand in continuing to buy the charity products. Griffin, it's it's an absolutely phenomenal story, um, and, and and as I'll, I'll agree with with Jay, the charitable piece of what you do is 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 really rewarding and welcoming, and I know that's important to your consumer. I want to go back about eight and a half years, as you said, and have you talk to us about that pivot point when you began to realize the importance, as you said, growing up in kind of a, the the social kind of realm, but. How did you decide, okay, you know what, we're going to go from maybe selling these through a traditional retailing channel to really making this brand what it is and where it is today using social media? What was that first point? What was that first social channel? And kind of how did that propel you to where you are today? Um, I think for us, you know, we just wanted to find a very easy way to make the business scalable. And I think for me and Paul, just sitting at our desk and walking around to 
stores um, throughout San Diego and LA and asking them to buy our products. Um, I think we really had to walk before we run in that scenario. So for us, we really wanted to build the social following, wanted to build that credibility online, the social proof with customer reviews uh, before really trying to kind of go only the brick and mortar route. So from day one, we've always been selling products to surf shops, yoga studios, fitness places, um, gift stores. And I think by having the approach where we go both ways through brick and mortar as well as e-commerce. It's allowed us to kind of create a very sustainable brand where the customers can touch the products in person. They could buy it online. They could refer their friends through social media. Um, and I think that kind of like full 360 scenario has allowed us to really grow the brand um, and kind of do it both ways with like the new kind of techie way through Instagram and kind of the old more brick and mortar route with uh, the retail stores. I think one of the other remarkable things about, about Pura Vita bracelets is you know, how easy it is for you to create new product SKUs and, and new colors and, and new designs. And I think that's a big part of that whole charitable side because you can easily create bracelets that are of a certain color or of a certain design emblematic of, of a particular philanthropy or, or, or charity. I'm curious how you use social data maybe to inform that. You obviously have your pulse on your, on your consumers and, and what they like and, and what they're doing and you see their conversations in social media. Are you using and ingesting that information into, okay, here's what we might want to do with, with our next philanthropy that we might want to partner with or here's what we might want to do with the next color trend or, or design trend? Yeah, I mean, I think for us, you know, we have an amazing uh, product designer. Um, you know, she actually came from Forever 21, very skilled, understands her demographic, understands the price point. Um, and I think for Pura Vida, you know, we create products that we predict being a trend and we also create products that we hear from our customers. And I think when you blend both of those two and doing Instagram polls on our stories um, to get consumer feedback in real time, um, you know, mixing that with going to trade shows and going to um, sourcing shows where we get to see all these amazing materials of stones and crystals and metals mixed with screen colors and different types of trending, you know, geometric shapes. I mean, we've really been like the forefront on this jewelry craft and this design and, you know, using our team in Costa Rica and El Salvador to kind of really um, amplify the production has allowed us to kind of be become so successful. Do you have multiple people on the team who are dedicated to running your Instagram program or, or sort of how, how are those marketing resources allocated? So all of the paid is done externally and all the organic is done in our office. Um, and basically our organic strategy, I could talk about for days, but um, on a very high level, um, we use UGC, uh, user generated content mixed with high resolution photography from our influencers. And when you blend those two, it shows um, a transparency to the customers that we're normal and we don't need to be worn by some um, red carpet runway fashion model. Um, but anyone can just go to the beach, jump in the ocean with their Pura Vita bracelets, get them wet and then just kick it on the beach and put their toes in the sand. And that, and that photo can get 30,000 likes. And it was just basically done on someone's iPhone in one second. So we mix that with working with influencers who are professional photographers, professional models. Um, we send them on trips around the world with photographers. We document their experience and we bring that story back to Instagram. On the UGC side, is that called for in terms of, hey, this month's photo contest win product, et cetera, or is it just uh, organic natural submissions from your customers? Um, it's actually just natural submissions. I mean, we do run uh, giveaways on Instagram, you know, every so often, but not too regularly. But right now, if you go to hashtag Pura Vita Bracelets, we have 219,000 
shared photos on Instagram. Um, and that just shows how engaged our audience is. You know, it's not just a handful of photos, but I mean, it's almost a quarter million tagged photos for our brand term. Are you using some sort of software to manage and, and uh, handle all those submissions and, and tag them and sort them? Uh, we use a software called 460, um, and that's what we use on our website. So if someone does tag a photo um, that we do like, and we think that it represents the product well, and it could help sell it, then it will, it will earn itself a tag and be put on our website. Nice. Do you have a, a set cadence for, for what you're doing on Instagram? Like, okay, we're going to publish with this, you know, boom, three a day, five a week, you know, and it's like, okay, like clockwork, there's a calendar, or is it more when you get something that you know is special, uh, you're going to run it? Yeah, so we post on Instagram at 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 6 p.m. We've been doing that for about two or three years now. Um, it works with our customers. We know that we're going to get the West Coast people, um, you know, right when they're maybe at work or on break. We know we're going to get people during lunch. We know we're going to get people, you know, right when they get off work and they're sitting on the couch. Um, we want to be where our customers are. We want to be active. We want to be um, authentic and organic and creative. And I feel like you know, Pura Vida is one of the most engaged jewelry brands on Instagram. Um, get even more likes and comments than brands triple our size that are publicly traded or massive corporations. So I think that our bootstrap, bootstrap approach and us continuing to be innovative um, has really allowed us to kind of grow through Instagram more than uh, most brands have. Instagram is so important to to the brand and its uh, success. I know you've done a lot of testing and optimization. And as we talked about here on the show, Adam, a few months ago when Jen Herman was was on the podcast, we talked about that, that Instagram isn't really one thing, right? There's a lot of different um, sort of strategies there. So Griffin, can you talk a little bit about, about stills versus video versus carousels versus stories versus IGTV and kind of what your experiences have been there and, and kind of what best practices have proven to be for, for Pura Vida, knowing, of course, that best practices will differ uh, based on, on the brand, but what, what, has, uh, what has worked for you and maybe what hasn't worked? Yeah, I mean, I think for us, um, you know, we focus on, on just static photos. Um, I think that it just, it really hits people home when they see a photo on their feed. They're, they're using their thumb to scroll past the photos really quickly, but when they stop and pause um, on your photo and give it a like, I mean, it means you're doing something right. You're, you're really stopping the traffic that's on their news feed and, and saying, hey, look at me. Um, I think with videos, um, you kind of want to sprinkle them in. I don't think um, any brand should go only video. I don't think that's a good move either. Um, but I think for us, it's, it's being very, you know, photo heavy, photo optimized, understanding what type of photo the customers want to see. Um, and then kind of, you know, experimenting with the other things, you know, the carousel, adding a couple different photos. If maybe we're having a behind the scenes photo shoot or for doing something on the blog or kind of a recap of, of an event we had, and we don't want to post those event photos five times, you know, I think there's a, a good reason to maybe post all five photos in one kind of carousel. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think for us, um, you know, anything that we're doing on our Instagram, um, you know, we feel is, is the best for the brand. Um, we're always testing, we're always innovating. Um, I think for, in terms of the times we do post, um, we feel that they're very optimized for our customer base. And yeah, I mean, we're, we're excited about our strategy. We're growing by thousands of followers every single day. Um, we're about to hit 1.5 million. Um, any day now, I think we're like 5k away. Um, and yeah, we're just, we're, we're excited about the platform and it's definitely been able to expand our brand further than we've ever thought. Griffin Thal, CEO and co-founder of Pura Vida, Pura Vida bracelets.com. It's so great to have you on the show and 
Griffin, I, I think you, you guys have, have cracked the UGC nut. Um, and it's something that all of our listeners are very interested in. User-generated content is, is so critical to all of them. And it's something that we're all wrestling with. I'm curious, you know, if you have any protocol or process by which people, you know, tag, the, tag their pictures and do you just then kind of immediately use those or do you go through any approval process to get permission? Curious if there's any, anything that you're doing on, on your end as part of a protocol or process in that regard. Um, I mean, I think for us, you know, we just want to have very like high res, crisp photography. Um, you know, we have a, a very tight group of influencers that we work with. Um, we're always sourcing new ones. Um, we really want to portray that kind of fun, beachy, free-spirited, live-free vibe. Um, and if you look at our Instagram feed and just scroll down, I mean, you know, we have about 6,373 posts. And I would say all of them tell a very similar story. Um, and a lot of people have told us that when they see a photo floating around, whether it's our edit or one of our models or kind of our vibe, they're like, I thought that was the Pura Vita post because it looks like your guys' vibe. Yeah, I totally agree with that, by the way. Your, your consistency is first rate, like the visual uh, consistency, the lighting, uh, the color usage, it, a lot of brands could, could learn a lot from what you're doing on Instagram because it, it feels very much part of a, of a long-term project and uh, too many folks are, are, are engaged in random acts of Instagram and, and what you're doing is a, is a great lesson. Yeah, you don't even have to see the Pura Vida logo to know. I mean, if you were to line up, you know, any other type of jewelry, photographic content on Instagram, it, it immediately resonates that it's your brand. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it kind of goes back to that, that youthful kind of vibe, that very, you know, beachy, free-spirited mentality, um, you know, mixed like bohemian, um, live-free mentality. And, and I think that's kind of really what's been so, so consistent for us is just sticking with that, not trying to target every single person in the world to buy our products, but just kind of be very consistent with the brand image and um, the people that do want to kind of support Pura Vida, they're going to buy into the lifestyle through our imagery. Griffin, talk a little bit about how you work with these influencers. Uh, I noticed uh, when I was visiting your site a few days ago, Haley of, uh, of Dreaming Out Cloud, who has a huge follower, uh, follow presence on Instagram, also uh, is, is one of your kind of official ambassadors or influencers. You have products that are, that are named for her and, and vice versa. Talk to me about how you kind of find these new influencers, how you work with them, and then how you bring them into, uh, into the fold. Yeah, I mean, I think working with influencers, um, you know, you have to find people that can tell your, your brand story better than you can. And they are, all they do all day is they travel, they take photos, they're creative, they make videos, where, you know, me and my business partner, we're sitting behind a computer most of the week, you know? So I think you gotta understand that there's people on Instagram that are so creative and they're so skilled at what they do. And if you could find people that you think are the perfect ambassador, the perfect look for your brand, then shoot them an email, you know, send them a DM and compliment them for their work. Um, become friends with them and, and tell them that, you know, you would love if they would be part of your brand. And the next time they're hiking a huge cliff in Kauai that they put bracelets and rings in their backpack, or the next time that you have a trip planned to go to Bali with some other influencers, invite that one on board and create this family and create this network of relationships of people that when they talk about, you know, how Instagram has affected them, they're going to talk about Pura Vida. And I think that's, what's been so successful is we truly become uh, We truly become friends with these influencers and we're not just looking at their following and saying, hey, can you post? Hey, can you post? Because at the end of the day, that's not going to get you anywhere. 
last week we had uh, Tom Webster from Edison Research on the show, and Tom shared a lot of statistics uh, around the growth of some social channels and the uh, and the drop in some. And Instagram was was one of the channels that that grew uh, in 2019 and 2018, especially with the 12 to 34 year olds, which I would assume is probably much closer to the demographics of uh, of Pure Vida. Um, curious, obviously you are heavily invested in Instagram. Are there any other social channels that you're looking at or testing and working with? And if you were to put your crystal kind of crystal ball or uh, fortune telling hat on, would you see your strategy being any different a year from now in terms of how you're using the social channels for either marketing or for social customer care? I mean, yeah, for us, um, Instagram still number one, obviously we're, we're heavy advertisers on Facebook and Instagram. Um, but yeah, for us, we've been testing out Snapchat a lot in terms of paid. Um, you know, we don't really use Snapchat that much in terms of organic, but as a paid channel um, and kind of, you know, buying impressions to be in the front of our customers' news feeds as they're scrolling through has been very successful for us. Um, we've kind of found a way to kind of really untap a very younger demographic, the 13 to 18-year-olds that are very active on Snapchat, you know, are coming to Pura Vida, they're buying, um, they're looking at the site, maybe they're, if they're not buying on that purchase, they're buying it in a local surf shop or boutique. So I think Snapchat is gonna continue to grow and scale for us. Um, also, I do think that working with influencers um, as a face of your brand on Instagram stories um, is definitely gonna be the next wave. And I think it's, it's easy to say that, but it's tough to execute on it. It's not just about putting someone in front of a camera and having them talking. It's about someone that is very loyal to your brand, talking about your brand, consistently on a weekly or monthly basis, wearing the products in all of their stuff and just being truthful. So I think once customers see that five or six times and an influencer talking about your products, they're going to be very likely to buy as opposed to just posting a photo on their, on their page. We won't get into it too much because I know it's handled uh, out of house, but your products are affordable, right? I mean, that's, that's one of the magic uh, elements of, of uh, Pura Vita bracelets and rings is that, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not massively inexpensive, but you know, it's, you know, 10, 20, somewhere in that ballpark. And so that being the case on the paid side, you've got to be really good at paid, right? Cause you don't have a ton of margin there uh, to play with. I mean, you've got to keep, uh, keep impressions uh, and clicks at a reasonable cost and have a pretty high conversion rate. Yeah. I think for us, um, the reason why our paid efforts have been so successful is because our organic efforts um, really help that a lot. And I think a lot of brands that are like, oh, I'm going to build a site on Shopify and I'm going to use Facebook ads to drive sales. Well, if you have zero followers, then they're not going to trust the brand and it's, it's going to keep those CPAs really high. So for us, we have so much traffic coming from organic and so many new followers coming from organic on a daily basis that when you kind of layer on the paid efforts and blend the two, it, it creates a much more efficient and affordable way to acquire customers at scale. Um, one really big way that we're able to do that is we have about over 50,000 Pura Vita reps that have signed up on our website to become a brand ambassador on Instagram. They receive a rep promo code. They receive products and stickers. Um, and there's incentives to go through this program with different tiers. Um, all of these people on a monthly and daily basis are posting about the brand, driving traffic, once again, organic. We're not paying for those ads to be in the newsfeed of their friends. Um, and I think that blended with our page of 1.5 million followers, and then you layer on the paid, it creates a very lean way to acquire customers at scale. 
I am curious about that Rebs program because I, I think it's interesting. And one of the things I noted when I went to uh, your website and I looked at the Rebs page, it said, if, if you're not on social media, uh, need not apply. Uh, that was very <laughs> important and critical, which kind of brings me to my, my question, Griffin. How important is it for those, uh, those reps to, uh, to be sharing your message and surround sounding your, uh, your message in social versus you know, more face-to-face with their, their friends, their coworkers, uh, their, 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 their classmates. Curious kind of what that balance of the rep's responsibility is and how you measure the success of, of both of those. Yeah, I mean, I think um, there's no way to measure word of mouth. I mean, it's just, you can't track it. Um, I'll disagree I, there, but that's okay. Well, we won't get into that. <laughs> I just wrote a whole book about it, but it's okay. Okay, sorry. No, no, it's just funny. But yeah, I, I think I think for um, for us, you know, we 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 specifically measure the rep program through coupon codes and through trackable links. Um, we have a, a team in our office full time, just focus on the rep program, the rep Instagram, the rep Facebook group, as well as the rep email um, cadence that goes out on a weekly basis. That's all trackable through direct clicks and codes. Um, I think for us, you know, we know there's a lot of um, benefit to the reps outside of digital, the word of mouth that they're doing on their campuses or in their sororities or in their sports teams. Um, we know that that kind of carries over. Um, can we measure it through a pixel? No. Can we measure it through a coupon code? No. But I do think that the impression they get online um, that anyone gets when they buy something and they're excited about, they're going to tell the roommate, they're going to tell their best friends, they're going to tell their significant other because they're that excited about it. Um, so I think for us, creating a rep program of brand ambassadors, an army of peer-reviewed advocates across the world has been very successful for us. Um, and it's allowed us to keep our CPAs much lower than other brands would um, with AOVs our size. What do you make of Insta Checkout? Is that something that you're gonna pursue, the ability to kind of close the loop on Instagram? I mean, your site is so well done and so well optimized. Uh, you know, I almost feel like unless the conversion difference between Insta Checkout and your site is huge, I almost feel like you'd rather send them to your site. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest difference um, for us is we have a very optimized, very fast site. Um, we have a ton of on-site conversions um, that really work out well. Um, I haven't done a ton of research on it. I'm not sure if Instagram owns that email or if we own the email or is the inventory from our Shopify or I don't know all the details on it specifically. Um, I think there's definitely some wins for maybe clothing brands that have, um, you know, the, the product takes up the whole image. Um, yeah. But for us, a ring could only take up like one or 2% of the image. Or, you know, if someone's wearing five different bracelets, how do they check out from one checkout button when there could be five different SKUs, but you're only putting one SKU? It's just very, yeah. it's very- I didn't think about that. That's a really good point. I mean, I guess a collection maybe, but yeah, it's an interesting idea. So I, I, I think it's, if you want to buy a pair of sunglasses on someone's face, maybe yes. If you want to buy a sweater on someone's body that takes up 60% of the image, it could be a yes. But someone that has six different bracelets, you know, where do you, where do you go? Yeah. I didn't think about that. That's a really smart point. Uh, as I mentioned, I love the site. It's really well done and, and very compelling. As you said, multiple calls to action that don't feel like you're being beaten over the head with a call to action. It just feels really organic and natural. But I'll tell you the thing that I like best on the site is, is you know, the, the, the reliance on, on reviews, right? There is a ton of social proof and customer proof. And as somebody who wrote a whole book about uh, customer service and, and uh, social customer experience, I was really encouraged uh, to see how, how much that is merchandised. Um, obviously intentional on, on your side, but can you comment on, on, on how that's helped you and been successful? Yeah, I mean, I think the reviews are very necessary. Um, you know, anyone that is doing an e-commerce site needs to have reviews. 
Uh, we work with a company called Yotpo that powers our reviews. Um, it's just very beneficial. I mean, on our Pure Vita Monthly Club page, we have 19,704 reviews um, on one SKU, which is just insane. Um, I think there's a new five-star review coming in maybe like every like 30 minutes or every yeah, hour. Like what, what percentage of purchases leave a review? That's got to be pretty high. Yeah, yeah I, I, think, I think ours are much higher than normal. I think yeah. maybe around like 25%. That's incredible. Wow. Because industry standard, even with Yotpo, is like one or two, right? So, so that's yeah. amazing. You know, ours is pretty insane. Um, I think it's because it just goes back to the, the customer feedback and the voice and, and their excitement about the brand. You know what I mean? And yeah, we have one-star reviews and people are angry because their order shipped late or they received a product and it was wrong. That happens. But if you look at it overall, I mean, there's way, way, way more five-star reviews than anything else. And I think that just shows because people are very excited about the products they receive and the packaging and the stickers and the excitement. And, and, and that's what causes them to tell five friends offline, AKA word of mouth. It, it is that passion and that enthusiasm that everything that you're, you're doing uh, seems to, seems to create and motivate in your, in your customer. I recognize this is social pros. We're here talking about social, but I want to talk a little bit about some of the other marketing activities uh, you do. You, you have a, a loyalty program. You have the join the club links on, uh, on your website. I'm assuming there's an email marketing program. There's kind of a journey that goes along there. And again, the, you know, the, the, the beauty of, of kind of bringing the, the social experience with the email experience together is, is very powerful. Love if you could talk a little bit about kind of what you're doing with email and how you're kind of targeting uh, and communicating and, and really influencing your, your, your best customers. For sure. Um, so for email, basically when people enter our site, they see a spin to win promotion, okay? The spin to win promotion is powered by a software called Just Uno. Um, right now, our email capture rate based on traffic is about 23.5%. So that means 23.5% of all visitors, we capture their email through that spin to win promotion. Once they get that, if they do not make a purchase, okay, then it goes into our prospect series. If they do make a purchase, it's our, it's our new customer series. Um, basically, in each of those series, there's five or six drip emails that have a goal of converting the customer either for their first time or for their second time. Um, in those emails is an amazing journey of storytelling, UGC, reps, bringing customer reviews to life, calls to action, refer a friend. I mean, it's jam-packed with colors and, and artisans and charity information. And it just really, really brings the customer into that journey. And I think that's what, what's allowed us to have such a strong retention rate um, and also such a strong reason for customers to come back and buy a second time. After the, uh, after the new customer sequence, is there a routine, uh, sort of a newsletter update that, that all customers get ex post facto, so down the road? Yeah, so basically every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, our customers receive one of our bulk sends. Um, in those is new product updates, price drops, um, social uh, events that we have, whether it's a, an, an in-person event or an Instagram takeover or fresh blog content of what our bloggers are baking in their kitchen or a DIY um, little yarn thing that they're making in their room. I mean, it's so much cool stuff. Um, all that stuff um, we also put on Pinterest um, and to expand the reach. I mean, it, it's really cool what we do on the email side. I feel like it's, it's a way for us to kind of, for our designers to kind of have fun with the brand. Um, it's not just about that super crisp photo. It's about watercolors. A lot of our fonts are hand-drawn, all the artwork. I watch them draw right in front of me. Um, it's really cool what we're doing um, on the design side. It's very different and unique than most brands would do. I, I tell you, Griffin, uh, you know, I, I listen to your story, look at your website and the research we, we've done to have you on the show today. 
And, you know, one of the things that Jay and I oftentimes talk about on the show is authenticity and genuineness and how important that is, I think, especially for, uh, for people in your, in your target audience. I mean, these are not the types of things that, that you can fake, Jay. I mean, these are the types of stories that you've got to tell that are, that are genuine, that are authentic. It can't be staged. And it sounds like, Griffin, you and your organization has found the, the right kind of balance of that. Thank you. I appreciate that. And what's, what's, what's interesting about the products too at Pura Vita is that, you know, if you're, if you're selling uh, air conditioners, right, you know, even if you're super authentic and awesome at it, um, and even if you use air conditioning influencers, which seems like a small group of people, uh, you know, you're, you're not likely to buy another one, right? Because what are you going to do with it? What's awesome about kind of how this company is set up is like, okay, you got five bracelets, great. You need 50 bracelets, right? You, you know, you, you need one for, for every day, every circumstance. You need to wear them in, in uh, uh, you know, many at a time. And, and it just, it, the whole premise lends itself to, uh, you know, continuous purchases and a feeling of a community and a club, which is, uh, is really well executed. And I think it's, it's handy to have that kind of product, right? Where it's like, well, you're never going to not need more. And, and the way you guys come out with a new product all the time and new collections and seasons and all that is, is really smart. So to get people sucked into the tractor beam, and then they, then they, they don't, then only can they not escape, they don't want to escape, which is, uh, which is brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I, I think for us, it's, it's constantly coming out with new products, innovating, um, you know, being on trend, if the seasons change, um, you know, jump on like the festival vibe, then the summer vibe, then the back to school vibe, and then, you know, kind of like the, the fall vibe. And then now we're into winter and then it's promotion heavy in Black Friday and Thanksgiving and Christmas and the New Year start the year fresh. I mean, there's all this stuff that, you know, is pretty natural in terms of marketing, but how do you jump on those things without sounding like you're just using the theme or the season for a new sale, but actually create products around that and work with influencers that are engaged and can do the storytelling and travel and put Pure Vita in their backpack and, their, and bring the rings and, you know, swim underwater with dolphins. Then we have a save the dolphins bracelet. I mean, it all just kind of blends together. And Griffin, that kind of brings me to my last question, uh, you know, is not only kind of having new products in your particular categories, but, but looking at, at different categories. And, and I look at, at organizations like Tom Shoes that started with shoes. And of course, now they're into eyewear and all these other brand extensions. You start with bracelets, now you have rings. I mean, you are truly, you know, kind of creating a lifestyle brand here without, without asking you anything out of turn. You know, where, where is this going in, in terms of the brand? Is that something that you're considering as you look at that enthusiasm? enthusiasm uh, with your consumers for, uh, for your bracelets and rings and perhaps what might come next? Yeah, I mean, I think for us, um, you know, we really haven't even reached end cap with the bracelets. Um, rings and jewelry has been our biggest product extension to date. Um, you know, we, over, we grew over 300% just in the ring category from uh, 2018 to 2017. So I think 2019 is going to even double again, just in the ring category alone. So I feel that we could be so much more innovative in jewelry that we don't even need to distract our whole production team and design team to try to jump loops through each new product extension. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you could feel like, oh, the brand's growing, let's put our name on anything. But I think for us, we really want to stick to jewelry and accessories right now. We found a lot of success. Um, we want to be consistent with our messaging, our storytelling, um, and just kind of bring off a Pure Vita vibe strictly through jewelry and accessories for right now. Great. Can't wait to see what you come up with next. Congratulations on all the success and, and, and all the great work that you're doing uh, for nonprofits as well. Griffin Thal, who's the co-founder and CEO of Pure Vita, joins us this week on Social Pros. And Griffin, we're going to close it out asking you the two questions that we ask every single guest on the show now. Uh, I think this is episode 365, if I recall correctly. Uh, 
Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, Griffin, first thing, if you wanted to become a social pro or somebody wanted to become a social pro, what one tip would you give them? Um, I would say, uh, you know, focus on, on, on quality over quantity. Um, I would say focus on consistent messaging and, and branding, um, you know, really understand photography and how to use Lightroom and the different presets it offers. Um, I would really study what other brands are doing and take a couple pointers from each of them. Don't just try to do what another brand's doing because the second that an algorithm changes, you know, you're kind of left in the dust. Um, you know, I think it's about being unique and creative and just because Instagram has been around for X amount of years doesn't mean you should be scared to jump on the platform and compete against a bigger brand. Um, I see new brands come up every day and, and I'm still blown away by what they're doing and I wish I thought of that, blah, blah, blah. So I would say, you know, focus on something, put your head down and just get to work and don't be scared to kind of just follow your dreams. That's great advice. Thank you. I love the the focus on photography too and using Lightroom and similar tools to, to achieve that consistent vibe, which you guys certainly do really well, as I mentioned earlier. Last question for Griffin Thaw at Pure Vita is, if you could do a video call with any living person, who would it be? Um, I don't know. I would say probably, uh, you know, a mix between Zuckerberg. Um, I think, you know, I've always been uh, admirable of him from since day one. Um, it's because of Facebook and Instagram that we're here. So I, I would love to meet the guy and chat with him. Um, you know, I also think, uh, uh, there's a guy that I listen to his podcast, um, Andy Frizzella from MF CEO. Um, I think he's a great guy. I think he has speaks some wise words and every time I put on his podcast, it fires me up to work harder. So nice. I definitely uh, think those guys are some, some good mentors and leaders and, uh, you know, what, what Pure Vita has going on. Awesome. We'll, we'll link up Andy's uh, podcast at socialpros.com as well. So listeners can find it. Uh, don't forget all of our shows since the very beginning are at socialpros.com. Transcripts, audio, links, uh, the whole thing. Don't forget to check that out if you get a chance. Griffin, thank you very much for being here. Fantastic stuff. I know uh, a lot of our audience is going to rush out uh, to your Instagram as they should uh, and use that as a, uh, an interesting sounding board for ideas and obviously puravitabracelets.com as well. Adam, uh, another great uh, episode coming up next week. Uh, until there, one more reminder, go to socialpros.com. If you hadn't had a chance uh, to rate or review the show, we would love for you to do that. As Griffin mentioned, really important. We'd love that. And uh, I think... Um, that's it. We're going to, we are back again next week. Adam's here. Or, no, I mean, maybe you're not here next week, Adam, because ladies and gentlemen, uh, probably by the time you hear this, this will have passed. But uh, when we record this, uh, Adam is, uh, is getting married uh, in just a few days. So congratulations to uh, you. Mr. Brown. Um, so I, I, I think you will be back because by the time we record this, uh, you'll, uh, you'll be back, but uh, congratulations. And to all, uh, all listeners, uh, give Adam uh, your best wishes as well. Thank you. I appreciate it, Jay. Yeah, you bet. All right. This has been hopefully your favorite podcast in the whole world. Hopefully we inspire you the way Andy inspires Griffin with his podcast. We'll catch you next time. This has been Social Pros. I'm Jay Bear, founder of Convince and Convert. He is Adam Brown, executive strategist for Salesforce Marketing Cloud. And we will see you next time. <laughs>